welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why and how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for letting me those ears. And if you're watching this on video, thank you for letting me those eyeballs today. Super excited. Got BB in the house. If you don't know who Brandon is, well, I'll just let him introduce himself. Brandon, how you doing, man? Hey, what's going on? Thank you so much, Victor, for having me on the show today, man. Huge fan. Super excited to be here. Oh, man. Let's do this one. Brandon, let these folks know why you're a badass. Shit, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm a badass. I'm just uh, I'm just trying to do whatever it takes, right? Uh, re- real quick, so started my first company when I was 18. It did $12 million in sales for the gambling industry. Uh, then they made online gambling illegal when I was 21. So I launched a second company for the mobile text marketing industry. Uh, that company failed because I didn't have the list of B2B marketers I needed to sell to. So my first company was successful because we created this technology that crawled and found all the online gamblers. Then we mass emailed them. Second company failed. Over three years, I lost three to $4 million, went 100K in debt, broke, starving, hated my life. And uh, you know that was because of the list. And then I went and sold for IBM with a few of my partners uh, who built AI products at IBM. They're like, hey, you know, you should sell for us. Uh, joined IBM, sold IBM Watson and Digital Interactive IBM uh, for three to four years, uh, generated tens of millions of dollars in sales. And then um, I had an opportunity to go sell for Google, built a platform while I was at Google with my friends uh, to automate my selling uh, which is seamless.ai. And I quickly sold over $100 million in sales, became a multimillionaire and realized, you know what? I want to help the world do the same. I want to help the world connect opportunities. So quit my job, invested millions of dollars into building Seamless. So I'm broke because all my money is now invested <laughs> in helping the world get rich. But I believe, I fundamentally believe if I there can help go. get rich, one day I will be able to get rich as well. And for me, it's all about helping people uh, that's why we do what we do. Dude, you know who you reminded me of for a moment there? You reminded me of Grant Cardone, my man Grant. Because he's always saying, look, man, don't keep the money. Put it back in. Let it flow. Let the money flow, man. Let the money flow, man. Yeah. What? I'm an all-in, all-in guy. Like, uh, if I'm going to do something, I got to go all-in. I, I was a gambler. You know, I was mm-hmm. a big po- – I, I say gambler, but I was a big online poker player. Mm-hmm. I talk about this in, in the new book, Sales Secrets, which Victor is in, everyone – Victor's got his own chapter, but uh, I open up the book. Like, if you're going to do something, you got to go all in. Um, you got to go all in studying it, mastering it, you know, modeling people that have done it before. And you got to invest your time, capital, resources, energy, effort. If you've got a plan B, your plan A will fail. And uh, I just believe you got to go all out, all in. That's, that's like a burn the boat mentality, right? Burn the bridge, burn the boats. We're going forward uh, somehow. You know, it's like Thermopolis, right? The 300. It's going to work. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, taking a step back, you know, when you look at your career, you know, how did you get started? I mean, you know, this has to come from somewhere. And I I remember reading a little bit about your other book, which I don't know if we can talk about, but the other book. And I want to talk about. Yeah. No, no, no. no. The other one. Oh, shit. The, no, the whatever no. it takes. Yeah, I didn't know. If I could, can I say that? Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we I didn't know. I didn't know. I just. Well, I just. It, so he's got another book, and this one I don't know when it's coming out. But I, like I said, I started reading it, and then I see a young Brandon in there, which I just started cracking up, right? And then I see your father, and and you told your father's story, 
about going to a sales meeting. Can, can you talk about, because I really think it's important. Everybody thinks, you know, they look at a guy like you and they go, well, how, how did he even get there? You know, yeah. how did he get that far mentally? And mm. so walk me through the journey, not, not something from the cradle, but, you know, like, when did you kind of know? I kind of like business and then yeah. really tie in your father to this. This, this is, yeah, this is crazy. And I, I had a big uh, company-wide meeting, sales meeting today, you know, roughly 70 people out of our 125 employees. And I just told them, I'm like, I'm so grateful for all of you the massive impact that you've provided to the 120,000 people that use our products and services, the amount of families, everything that we're doing. And like, you mm-hmm. know, the speech was just about, I remember growing up, you know, and my mom worked at a bank in a grocery store, lower class. My dad, no college, and both my mom and dad had no college degrees. My dad did um, construction on the weekends. And then during the week, he worked at Macy's. So it was called May Company, not... Like this was before Macy's even existed. So he sold computers at Macy's. And I just remember growing up, like we, like my mom was a coupon cutter. She paid for everything with like change. Uh, All my clothes were bought from garage sales. I remember getting made fun of as a kid in grade school because of my clothes being oversized, eating shitty canned food. One canned food is terrible for you health wise, but like, that's all we could afford. I remember my mom would take me to Mark's and, Marks because it was the cheapest and they didn't take credit cards. And she would Sundays and Thursdays, she would spend all day and night clipping coupons. And we just lived this super frugal, super poor life. And I don't know if it, I think it was that. I think it was getting made fun of as a kid and just hating my current situation um, in grade school that like sparked a fire of like, I never want to be in this situation ever again. And then luckily, about when I was like 12, 13, my dad got a lucky break. He was offered a, a, a startup job at a software company. And uh, he left May Company to join the small software company as a sales intern. He was getting paid 32000 or 36000 at May Company. And then he took a, a pay cut, 32000 to join uh, CA Technologies, Computer Associates at the time. They took that company from sales intern, then he became sales director to VP of sales, taking the company publicly traded, taking the company to be the first billion dollar software company. So I got to see, like luckily in, before I went to college, I got to see full wide spectrum, what it's Mm -hmm. like to be dirt poor, cheap, your mom taking you every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, throwing you and your sister in a fucking car. And a Sentry, a Nissan Sentry, she threw us in the silver Nissan Sentry and she would have the newspaper out circling all the garage sales and we would spend seven hours going to garage sales, buying clothes, toys, whatever, with the five or 10 bucks that she had. And and I'm grateful for that, right? I'm grateful for her to even do that. Um, But I think that was part of it. And then um, seeing my dad, you go from poor to rich, uh, and then I also got to partake in one of his president's clubs in Hawaii. It was absolutely amazing. It, it was like, I, we flew in for president's club. It was the only president's club that he took me to, took my sister and I to. I think it was because he won, I don't know, 11 president's clubs with CA Technologies. Every year he was a president's club winner. And then they gave him a shitload of money for helping take the company public, mm-hmm. all this jazz. So when I was at the president's club, I just remember everyone in, it, it was like the Grammys dressed in tuxes, suits, whatever. And I remember my father tapping me on the shoulder. He's like, look around the room. He's like, none of these people have college degrees. I mean, very few of them. 
and they're all making 250,000, 500,000, 1.2 million. Look at Freddie, 1.2 million. Look at Sarah, 325,000. Look at Jeff, 1.8 million. He's like, all these people make more money than all of the, the things that your teachers tell you to do. Your teachers tell you to be an accountant, lawyer, doctor. He's like, you can get into sales. You can do anything. As long as you work hard and you sell. And then I realized like, okay, if you work hard and you sell, yes, but really you need the list or else you can't sell to anyone. And that's, that's full circle, pulling it back to the platform that I now, you know, that I built with a lot of really smart people. I, I, I love it. So how old were you when you went to the president's club in Hawaii? How old were you? Shit, I think uh, like 12, 13, 14. Because that has to be an impact when your father says 1 million, 500,000. Uh, by the way, uh, yeah, that's a business card, May company. And then um, I've got the picture here real quick. I know you guys. Yeah, yeah. Take it no, but, no, uh, I love it. But There's the picture um, at President's Club and then the picture with the IPO stuff. I love it, man. I love because it. It's all love documented. It. Like, it was crazy to try to find these uh -huh. pictures because my, my family's moved all over the place. Like mm -hmm. you know, my sister's a big Netflix Bravo actress now. And my dad and sister, my mom passed away from Alzheimer's. So they mm -hmm. moved to LA. Then my mom got really sick and uh, she passed away from Alzheimer's. I think that's also why I go all out. Like mm -hmm. my mom got Alzheimer's when I was in college, 18, 19 years old. She forgot my wow. name when I was 20. So wow. you, you have a kid that grew up poor and Victor, I know you went through this shit too. Um, and then, you know, seeing my dad be a success wanting to get into sales, then my mom getting deathly sick. That's why I go all in life is short, especially nowadays with like everything going on in the world. We, we don't know tomorrow's not guaranteed. Life is a gift and find something that you're passionate about, find people that you can possibly impact. And hopefully if you can find those two things, which. I've gotten to find three times, and this one's been the largest, the biggest way for me to take my passion, match with my experience, match with trying to change the world and help the world connect to opportunity. Because like, I, I want anyone, if you're poor or rich, I want you to be able to connect to opportunity and connect to each other. If you're high class, low class, I want you to be able to connect with anyone. I was the guy that pitched 347 VCs and no, none of them would give us money. I was the guy, you know, but I had seamless to be able to connect with them. Like I can only imagine if people don't have the contact information, they don't have the network, they don't have the relationships, how difficult that life is. And my goal is to democratize the ability to, create. to reach out. Love it, man. Hey, I, I want to ask you this question because, you know, you know, your story so well, you said your story. So probably so many times mm -hmm. that, you know, when we hear it for the first time, like me, it's like there's 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 so many like small nuggets in there. So I just kind of want to like just pause a little bit because there's, there's some good stuff here that you've said so far. Yeah. You know, your your first company, you know, that you did, you did 12 million, right? Yeah, the, Party um, Gaming. It did right. one, three, and six. So Now, how, how old were you when you did that one? 18, 19, and 20 years old. So did you go to college or not? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I went to college. <clears throat> this, this was, by the way, the easiest company I've ever done in my life. Right. When you did that, I mean, first of all, what was the idea? What was there? Was there any fear and uncertainty? Because it's like the first, you know, company you're putting together, you know, so if you can zoom back, put yourself, I mean, you're 18 for God's sakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, walk, walk me through that. Like walk me through it. Take your time. Walk me through that. So I, again, I think it was like how we grew up. My, my friends and I, a secret, you know, is like keep a, a tight network. 
people that mm-hmm. bring you up and that are striving for success. My friends and I in high school, a lot of them experienced the same stuff about mm-hmm. having a difficulty, coming from a bad family, not having a lot of money, not having a lot of support, family always gone, you name it. Also, my dad, because he took the company publicly traded and IPO and, and the, the billions in sales for the first time, he was gone Sunday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see my dad ever, you know, except for Friday night, Saturday, and then he would leave Sunday afternoon to fly out to Islandia, New York, where Computer Associates was. Um, so like, I think my friends and I, we just grew up with, with tough beginnings and tough histories. So we were always motivated. So when, when I went to college, um, I just realized I was a big online Texas Hold'em poker player. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, oh shit, I'm making a few hundred bucks, thousand bucks a week playing poker. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to sell these companies on letting me market for them to sign up other people. And I'm going to have them tra- pay me a hundred bucks. So, okay, so, okay, okay, okay. so this is, I knew there's some good stuff. I knew there was some good stuff here. So wait a minute, just walk through that idea again. Cause he got, it's almost like a brain twister. You're making money. And then you had this thought, and this is where your business plan comes in, your mini business plan, how you're going to make it. Right. Yeah. And so you're going to sell them on getting them more eyeballs. Yeah. Well, all my friends, they were, because they knew I was a great Texas home poker player. So they would always come to me like, what sites are you playing on? What are you doing? What are the strategies? You name it. And I'm like, I keep giving away all this free shit. I keep telling these people to sign up for all these sites. I should get paid for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I remember just like scouring the internet. This was like, it felt like before pre-Google, Yahoo. Well, that's what, that's what I mean. So if, if you got to zoom back, like what year was it? What year was it? 2004. 2004. I mean, so we're I'm still at- sure that, Yahoo had a lot of market share. Like this was the banners. Yeah. Ever. But the but the the yeah the 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 banner years right and then yeah. also the the fact that you know the indexing the way it is today you know page rank and all that really didn't exist yet no so yeah, it was you would pay for the ranking so mm-hmm. uh, I, I I basically searched all I called all these support lines for all these online gambling sites all these online poker sites and I was trying to get through to someone I could never get through. And then like, luckily I had one of these support people connect me to one of the business managers who then connected me to this one random guy who then connected me to the affiliate expert. (laughs) Yeah. And this is out of, you know, these companies are all international, like global. And I finally connected with the one and I pitched him. I'm like, Hey, I want you to pay me, you know, $250 to, to, to acquire a new user to join your poker site. I've got a massive network. I had zero, like zero network outside of my phone. But it was massive. It was massive. I I travel the world, all these casinos. I speak, you know, I was just like throwing anything I could to to get them in. And they're like, uh, they laughed at me and they're like, no, we're not going to pay you 250 bucks. I'm like, damn it. You know, I'm 18. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go back to playing video games and playing poker. And then like, Mm -hmm. we'll pay you $125 per user. I'm like, no shit. And he's like, look, we can't do the 250, but I'll pay you 125. And your first 10 <laughs> people that you sign up, I'll give you a $2,500 bonus. The next 25 people you sign up, I'll give you a five grand bonus. The next 50 people you sign up, I'll give you a 10 grand bonus. And I'm like, holy shit. I was like, so like, if I sign up 50 people, I can make like 10 grand. They're like, yeah. I was like, well, and then of course I played it cool. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a little <laughs> light, you know, like, I really wanted 50 grand or whatever. And uh, they, they, 
They agreed to it. I don't know why. They sent me the contract. I signed it. And I started signing up everyone knocking dorm room to dorm room at Ohio University, James Hall, West Green. Fucking everyone knows about this. One, because I was the only kid with the Mercedes hardtop convertible, the Mercedes four-door, the house in Florida. Like, um, But I was super humble. Like, you got to be humble. So I was always humble. Um, so I was I was the richest kid in college, but I was the humble. But the, everyone knew me because I was the poker hustler trying to sell mm. everyone to join these damn poker sites. And they were probably all annoyed by me. Um, and that's how it started. What what I love what I love about that I mean think about the 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 ambition the 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 initiative it must have taken just to get up on Yahoo at the time again if you got to back got to go back to that year and then to start dialing for dollars so yeah. to speak just trying to find the right person man kudos to you man I, that that is a beautiful story I love that story so you grew it to twelve million you sold yeah. it right so you it, sold it. it it blew up because we built. I, I built this like scraper that then could figure out who are all the college students, what are their emails, and then I built a mass emailer. So basically, I was knocking dorm room to dorm room. <laughs> I hit eight different dorm dorms across OU. I almost ran out of freshman, sophomore dorm rooms. Built this scraper. It found all the students, their emails, mass emailed them. They all signed up. That's when it went from like tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands. Then I built a website. The, the crawler, I expanded across every college. I expanded it online to anyone <clears> in or outside of college. And then that's when it went to millions. Um, and that, that was that was amazing all because I had the list, which I didn't have with my second company. Uh, and then, no, no, it, I didn't, it didn't get bought. Uh, President Bush, 2007, safe Act. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before you go, before you go there, you're just going to throw in President Bush, just like a tangent. I love that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I remember it I, because I wasn't smart enough back at the time. I should have been following all the regulation. I should have been following like what's going on in the news. And this was at the time when poker was getting massive. Everyone was talking about poker, but um, no one was taxing it. So everyone was playing online, but like oh, the U.S. hated online poker because no one was taxing it. And this was before gambling was in like every state, you name it. Uh, so President Bush made it illegal to gamble online. And luckily for me, I'm a recruiter. Like I recruit and I acquire these customers so I could still get paid, but I didn't know how to go. Like you couldn't mm-hmm. access the sites anymore in the U.S., so I, I would have to figure out how do I get it in Germany? How do I get it uh, in international? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I had it millions of dollars and I'm like, uh, screw this, this, this game, the party's over here. Mm-hmm. And then I, that's when like the second epiphany, that was a dumb epiphany. I was like, text message marketing on flip phones is going to be the future. Mm-hmm. And it would, it, it would have been a, a, a 50 to $100 million company. The reason why it failed was because I didn't have the list of the B2B marketers I needed to sell to. Um, you know, we we burned three to $4 million. We couldn't find the customers. We couldn't find the contacts. I went 100K in debt, had to steal food to eat because this is in 2007, 2008, 2009. Stock, the financial mortgage crisis crashes. By the way, you know, you guys think, oh my God, Brandon went from poor to rich. Okay, let me talk to you about going from poor to rich to poor. So my dad took all of his money and invested in all this property, real estate property. Because, of course, him and all of his sales friends are like, oh, my God, real estate every year is like doubling in value. Let's take all of our money, pour it in there. We'll double the value. Well, guess what? My dad has all his money in real estate. Market tanks crashes. My family goes bankrupt. 
By the way, I'm running this in mobile, 40 employees, 10,000, 20,000 square foot office space, 40 customers that are barely paying one-tenth the salaries, the cost of the technology, the engineering, you name it. I go 100K in debt. My family can't loan me any money because they're in bankruptcy. And I'm like, fuck. So I had to shut it down. It was the hardest three and a half, four years of my life because I didn't have the list. And also, I was egotistical. I was uncoachable. When you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you make $12 million, my partners and I, we mm. thought we knew everything. So the second company, we get our ass kicked and, and post-mortem, we realize this because we didn't have the list. And then also all of our advisors, investors said, don't get the big office space. We got the massive office space because we're like, we need to prove to the world how badass of entrepreneurs we are. And they're like, no, to do that, you need to just build the product in your dorm room and sell it to a shitload of people. That right. shows the world how badass you are. We're like, no, no, we're going to get into TechCrunch. We're going to get into VentureBeat. We're going to get into all the press. So we look badass and we spent all of our time and money on that. We spent is it, is it, I, I, want, I wanted to ask you, isn't that interesting though, how having money could actually be a curse sometimes? Like if you go back yeah. to the first venture, which was gambling, that was total bootstrapping, 100%. right? Knocking on doors and then investing, building a scraper. By the way, can you define a scraper for the audience? I know what it is, but yeah, define it for them. Crawler scraper. Um, I built a technology almost like Google that figured out how to find um, all the directories of college students, and then it would grab their names, their emails, their phone numbers. And then I created this email technology that would take that list that went into a MySQL database at the time. Oh, it was actually a SQL database at the time. I don't even think MySQL existed. And then um, I had this connection where the database would then go into this like uh, eye contact, like the you know, $10, $20 a month email program that the email program would then send these mass spammer emails of like mm. free 50 now, join the public I side. I got you hooked up. It was literally like, that was one of the brands. It was called free50now.com. Right. Uh, and uh, that's how that thing skyrocketed. Uh, but, but but it's interesting because we're going to talk about your current company, Seamless. We're going to get to Seamless. We're going to get to Seamless. Yeah, but, I, but I think it's also, I guess I'm trying to understand the evolution. I'm getting a good picture here, man. I'm getting a good picture. Is that oh, yeah. I, I see a young Brandon going online. He's dialing for dollars, finding the right people. It's got to be frustrating, but he finds the right people. He yeah. gets a little business model going. Then he's get the business model going, but dang it, he needs to be smarter. So he moves into a little technology, develops a, cra- a, a web crawler, scraper, grabs these directories, these emails. Also says, all right, there's a contact. Yeah, is that it? So these these were the cars that I bought with all my money. I wasted my my money on a bunch of cars. This was in mobile, my office space here. Mm. Um, Let me show you my dorm room. So this was me in the dorm room um, Mm -hmm. building. Oh shit, wrong one. Building seamless. Mm -hmm. And and you see the the contact list. Those are all the college students. That's Um, funny. Yeah, so it's it's wild. So, I mean, luckily I had the pictures. Like, I'm yeah. So what, so so you, so you build this business, right? And so now you know that part of the reason is that you're successful is because you had the right connections, you write the right technology. Then you build this second company, yeah. your text marketing company, right? Yeah, and, and then you realize. So the first company was B two C. The second right. company was B two B, and I didn't know shit about B two B. Right, but you just you mentioned something about that you didn't have the reason. Maybe it failed. That one of the reasons it failed it, because you didn't have the right contacts. Yeah, reinforcing again in your brain, probably in the bra- in the BB brain, that hey, if I don't have the right people to have the right connects, it's never going to work. I need to make sure I find the right people. Yeah, fair statement. And 100%. so, so from there, okay, then you go to IBM, right? Yeah. You broke. 
I'm in debt. My co-founder, Jake, so he gets recruited from IBM to to Mm. build IBM AI Watson products. So he leaves, you know, and I was just like, dude, I was distraught. Three to $4 million. Mm. My family just went through a bankruptcy. I just Mm. went through a bankruptcy, 100K in debt, basically. Uh, I just needed like some time to chill the fuck out and reset, Mm. you know, for a month or two. And then Jake called me and he's like, dude, he's like, this is the easiest company in the world to sell for. Who doesn't know Big Blue IBM? He's like, if you talk to anyone, they will pick up your call and they they will uh, they'll buy the products and services if you get good at selling this. And he's like, you know, then I joined, I went there and got hired to do sales, and we just knew that the reason why InMobile failed was because we didn't have a list. So we had an interview and and we spent millions of dollars on these databases, and then the same thing almost happened. It was like deja vu. You know, what, one of the things I love about the story, because I think it's important for people to hear this stuff, because it's happened to me. You're, you're riding high, you're making a lot of money, then stuff goes bad, and then you got to go, you got to go get a job. I have to say it that way, but you got to go get a job. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, look, if, if your dream crashes, you, it just didn't work, go right. back, get a job, right. get some money, get some momentum again, and let's do it again, right? Yeah. And so what I love about that is you went through that, and I, I could only imagine what you learned over at IBM, and then you went to Google after that. Yeah, sold for sold for Google, and that that was awesome. And by the way, when I joined IBM after in mobile, I said I'll never do entrepreneurship ever again. I'm done. I quit entrepreneurship. Okay. Doing it again. <laughs> and you like just to Victor's point, guys. Anyone that's been through a tough time, anyone that's had to give up on their venture, um, I've been through multiple of them, successes and failures, and like it's just not the right time with the right team with the right product in the right market. But that shit changes all mm-hmm. the time. So it may not be right there right now, but it could be right there right now in in a year, in a, a five years, in a month, you name it. So you just never know. So I just uh, I told you that I think maybe in the interview, May 9, two thousand one, three forty eight p.m. May 9, two thousand one, three forty eight p.m. is what I call the quits corporate America, uh, president of sales and marketing, big company, right? Yeah. And I've had to go back to work twice because I wanted to do my own thing. And so I tell, and so people are shocked to hear that. So I want people to hear that because it's part of the game. And I love what you just said, man. Maybe it's not the right product, right time, right market, whatever it may be. It ain't the right season. Doesn't mean you should give up. So what did you take away from, I kind of got a sense of what you learned at IBM, but what did you take away from Google or the combination thereof of those two companies? Yeah, That's well, powerful. well, IBM, we spent million, you know, IBM, we spent millions of dollars on these, these databases and mm-hmm. they were supposed to have all the digital marketers. Like I was selling basically IBM Watson to all these digital marketers to help them advertise and market and optimize their website smarter by taking all the data from their website and automatically recommending how to optimize it. Uh, we also created the first e-commerce Facebook experience. So we hmm. created a product called Off the Wall. It was the first product where you could buy products in the wall of Facebook. So I got to work with the Facebook team and we invented that product and it was just amazing. Um, but the problem was, you know, we spent $3.7 million on these sales databases and, and they had all these IT people, you know, they had no, no, none of the marketers, none of the CFO people I needed to sell to. And I would spend endless hours, half of my week building lists, manually scouring millions of websites, looking for contacts, emails, phone numbers, you name it. And then I had to hire a manual team internally, a research team to build all of my sales lists for <laughs> IBM. So then when I got recruited uh, to sell for Google, I saw the power of search mm-hmm. and I'm like, fucking God. I'm like, Oh my God, we got to build a search engine 
that finds every single contact and company in the world in real time with the current titles at the current companies. And then we'll use, we'll, we'll invent our own AI engine, this 10 step AI engine that will research, validate, verify cell phones, emails, and insights for every single person in the world. And I built this just for me. Like this wasn't for anyone else. I built it quickly went from zero to $100 million in, in, in sales for Google AdWords and, and Google AdSense. And I became a millionaire. And I remember getting the call. I was hungover at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. So like I, I work like- Great years, hotel, by the way. Great hotel. Yeah, great, great hotel, hotel, by the way. I work years straight. Like I, I only take like a, a day off a year or whatever. And it was the one time I flew to Vegas for a poker tournament. Uh, it was like a World Series micro event. Flew to Vegas. My buddy and I um, are playing poker. We get in Thursday. We go out hard Thursday. I'm hungover Friday morning. And this is when I'm like, shit, 25 or whatever, uh, 26. And she, got, I get a call and she's like, hey, we've got a problem. And by the way, it was my accountant. If you're in hmm. sales and your accountant <laughs> calls you, that's a bad sign. So I'm, you know, the Cosmopolitan, super modern. I'm hungover. I'm looking up at the ceiling. My phone goes off. Sorry, my, I'm passed out. My phone goes off. I look up at the ceiling and then you, you got the window with all the lights from Vegas mm -hmm. going on. You're like, what the hell? What time is it? You pick up the phone. I'm like, hello. Chris is like, <laughs> Brandon, we've got a problem. I'm like, who's this? She's like, hey, it's Chris. You know, you're accountant. She's like, we got a problem. I was like, great. I'm in Vegas. I don't want Like it was commission payday that week too. I'm like, I want to use all my commissions. I want to bet and gamble a bunch of money. She's like, we got a problem. I'm like, uh, what's the problem? She's like, um, if I, you know, we owe you $137,000 for this month's commission. If we pay it out, you're going to get taxed like 52%. And I recommend we pay it out over three months. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We owe you $137,000 for this month's commission. We pay it out. Uh, you'll be taxed at this bracket. And I recommend paying it out over three to five pay periods over the course of three to five months. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you You mean 13700 or whatever. You, you sobered up pretty quick. I'm both sure you sobered up pretty quick. I, I, like, I, I sprung out of bed. I'm like, what? And uh, I'm like, what do you mean $137,000? She's like, well, you you close this deal with Danaher. You close this deal with Adobe. You close this deal with Microsoft. You close this deal with YouTube. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I'm like, huh? And she's like, uh, yeah, all those deals, you know, this deal was 25 grand, this deal was 50 grand, this deal was 10 grand, blah, blah, blah. She's like, we owe you $137,000, $137,500. And that's when I almost started like crying because I never made that type of money. I, like at the age of eight, I was trying to always get back to what I did at 18, 19, 20. Mm -hmm. And it took me almost a decade. 10 years to, I, I didn't make back what I made then, but to make over a million dollars in a year, like that was my first million dollar month. And then it, that was my first million dollar year in as a salesperson, W2 employee. And then it just kept going up. And it was because I, I was using Seamless, this prototype of mine to find all the people in the world that I need to sell to, find their emails and cell phones. Uh, and in that moment at the Cosmopolitan, it hit me. I had mm -hmm. the biggest epiphany of my life. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, if this mm -hmm. can change my life forever, if, if, if having the list and automating it all and making it seamless could change my life, I know I, I need to go all in and help the world do the same. And I knew that weekend would be the last weekend that I, I like 
am a W2 employee because I'm going all in on building this thing seamless. Mm -hmm. And then still worked full time, worked on building this thing, gave it to a bunch of people, had them validate, test it, worked for them, not just me. Their sales results skyrocketed. And then I just took all the money I made using Seamless to sell for Google and boom, invested, bootstrapped the company, launched it. And in 2018, we launched the product and it was like, boom, eight figure business overnight. And now we're going for nine figures over the next 12 months, 24 months. Love it. So for those who don't understand what Seamless is or what Seamless does, give us the ABCs of what Seamless is. Yeah. Seamless is a, is a search engine that finds all the contacts and companies in the world that you need to sell to instantly with their current title at the current company. All of us have paid millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of dollars for these databases. I call them old, outdated, expensive sales databases. And you get it. They're like There's 7 billion people on this planet, maybe more now. Uh, how is, is people in an office researching contacts and companies going to be able to, to update 7 billion records? It's impossible. So I would always log into these databases, have 10% of the, the 100,000 people that I would need to sell to, and then have to go manually build these lists. So Seamless is the first real-time search engine. Instantly in real-time, we'll find the current titles at companies. And then we use AI to research, validate, and verify cell phones, emails, hundreds of insights for all of these people instantly researched, validated, and verified in real-time. All technology, no humans. And uh, we've got over 120,000 salespeople, marketers, and entrepreneurs on the platform. And it's Love just, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, we created over 137 millionaires that I can track. Over 169 people that have won our, our seven-figure club award and six-figure club award. So I love that. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures. Yeah. In awesome. This is President's Club. How did I get this idea? From my dad when I went to the President's Club. So wait, wait. I was like, I want to create an award that we ship to all of our users that make over a million dollars in sales. And I want to ship an award for anyone that makes over six figures in sales using our product. So we ship them these awards. Um, and it's, it's absolutely amazing. You'll be able to automate all of your list building, prospecting, appointment setting work, double your sales in, in 30 days. Who's the ideal client profile for you, your ICP? In other words, who benefits the most? I mean, you probably have a range, but walk me through who benefits from like, I'm this type of company. You're trying to do this. Here's the best way of doing it. This is why you need seamless.ai. Yeah, any B2B salesperson selling to B2B professionals. Like okay. if you need to connect with people cold that you don't know, if you need contact information for people that you don't know, if you need to find who your TAM is at any account, if you need mm-hmm. to build a massive list of all the contacts and companies that you need to sell to, that's really who we sell to. So a lot of our 120,000 plus users are SDRs, mm-hmm. APs, VPs of sales, BDMs, BDRs. Uh, the SDRs use Seamless to, to, to fill their calendar with back-to-back appointments. The AEs will use it to help pitch and close more sales. The VPs of sales will get it, one, to help them grow their network, build relationships with decision makers. But they're really working Seamless to like give it to all of their users you know, versus like use it on their own. They use it on their own, but it's really for the AEs, the SDRs, the BDMs, the BDRs. And then mm-hmm. sales ops love it. Because it will just automate building all of their lists. So automatically go into your CRM, you name it. And the best part is it's free. You can join for free. So you join for free, you get hundreds of leads free. And then uh, we're one of the only 
companies on the market that offers unlimited leads. The one thing that I don't believe is there's two things. One, capping commissions for salespeople. That's fucking bullshit. I hate caps on commission. Why would you do that? To maximize sales, to maximize their income, to maximize their financial freedom, never cap commission. You know what else is, is is a felony? Capping the amount of leads that you could give to salespeople. All these sales databases, not only do they cost tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars to get, but they're like, oh, each sales rep only gets 300 leads, 300, 500 credits a month, you name it. I'm like, I don't like cap commissions. I don't like cap leads. I need a system that I could use to get unlimited connections, unlimited opportunities. So, mm-hmm. we've so Brandon, if the lists are free, how do you make money? How do you, how does Seamless make money then? Yeah, so so you could join for free and you mm-hmm. get a certain amount of leads for free every month, or you could buy an unlimited subscription, and mm-hmm. the unlimited subscriptions go for around a few hundred bucks a month per user, and that's really where that's how we make money. And if I say, what was your unique value proposition compared to, I'm going to just throw out something like LinkedIn. Why wouldn't I just use LinkedIn, Brandon? You would say to me. Well, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is great for social networking, but they don't have emails. They don't have phone numbers. They don't have a way to get that data easily in your CRM. Um, You know, if you look at expensive databases that are publicly traded and charging you a lot of money, you know, these databases are updated by like 300 people in an office or overseas, right? The people overseas, by the way, you think they really give a shit if they input a contact record into the database and do they care that the title's right? They're getting paid like $2 an hour. Do you really think they give a shit if the title's correct, the company's correct, the email's correct, they found the right phone numbers, you name it. So these databases will have like 10% of everyone that you need to sell to. And then 75% of the 10% have wrong emails, wrong phone numbers, wrong insights. And that's where Seamless comes in because we're a search engine and an AI platform. We find 90 to 95% of your TAM instantly in real time, everyone that you need to sell to, all the current titles at current companies. And then we use AI to instantly in real time in seconds research what are the perfect emails, what are the perfect cell phones, perfect company phone numbers, you name it. And that's our, that's our differentiation. You get 90% covers with 90% accuracy at one third the cost of these publicly traded, expensive, outdated, still mm-hmm. I love it. By the way, two things. One, for listeners, TAM, total addressable market or available market, whichever phrase you want to use, that's what he's talking about. Have you done a study? You know, because we all know that study, I think it was done by Gartner that says, you know, on average, salespeople only spent like 33% of their time actually selling because they're too busy doing research. Have you done, have you looked at the process, how, how seamless.ai really helps salespeople get the information faster so they're spending more time selling? Anything on that? Yeah. So we've been trying to track this, right? It's, it's hard without mm. literally tracking the, the, like what people are doing, kind of like click tracking on a, a mm-hmm. website. Uh, but what we've, what we've seen and what we've heard from our users is instead of only selling 33% of the time, they're selling 65% to 90% of the time every day, because it may take a week to build a list of 100 mm-hmm. to 1,000 leads. With Seamless, you can build a list of 1,000 leads that are ready to buy right now with perfect cell phones, emails, and insights in 90 seconds. So what used to take a week now takes 90 seconds. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest saver is I mean, even, even, even if you get a five to 10% bump in your performance optimization, Game over. Yeah. That could, that I mean, could change because the it only costs like a few dollars a day 
to get unlimited leads per license. It's like mm-hmm. you've got to invest into technology and the success and the platforms that you need. Just like I, I invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in training, mentors, masterminds, courses, books. I'm always trying to learn. That's one of the secrets. You need to do the same with technology. Technology comes first, and then you got to get the training and everything else. Because if you don't have the list, you can't learn the training to sell to anyone. You got to have the, the list, way. and then you got to get the training and sell to them. Perfect segue. Thank you for setting it up. So you have seamless.ai in place. You got the right mindset, you kind of think, but you need some training. That's when you should get Sales Secrets, which is Brandon's new book. Let's talk about the book, man. How did that book come about, the concept? Yeah. So uh, you, when I when I finally got into B2B sales for IBM, uh, I remember I went into my first sales books. I went into Kinko's. Kinko's, <laughs> by the way, like the printer place. If anyone knows what Kinko's is, like I I've probably books. Half the people at my office probably don't even know what that is, like the uh, the younger generation. So I I remember I'm driving to IBM. It was the first time I was really doing B2B enterprise sales, multi-million dollar deals. I was scared shitless. And one, because I just got my ass kicked from my second company going folding and going under. Two, it was like, oh my gosh, I got to make sure this works because I'm broke and I need a job. Um, I stop on my way to the office at Kinko's because it was the only thing open at 7, 8 a.m. I, I walk in and they've got these shelves of books and I put picked up uh, Joe Conrath's book, Selling to Big Companies. I'm like, oh, that's what I do. I'm, I'm going to sell to IBM to big companies. I'm going to read this book. I picked up Art Skobjak's book, uh, Smart Calling. And I picked up, um, I forget, an, another guy's book. Uh, Stephen something, Stephen something. Schiffen. No, Stephen Schiff. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote, uh, he's written a lot of sales books, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 it was like a white book with a guy and a phone. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy Schiffen. It, it's, it's, called, it's cold calling success, I think it's what it's called, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So I buy these three books, probably with the, I had probably had like $50 in my bank account total. I probably wasted 30 or 40 bucks on those three books and I read them and I'm like, holy shit. Joe Conrad taught me about personas. Art mm-hmm. Skobjak taught me about, I got to use the phone to sell. Steven taught me, like, I just got to, it's a numbers game. I got to hit a lot of prospects. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. It reminded me of Texas Hold'em because in Sales Secrets, I talk about the way that I got great at Texas Hold'em. All my friends were idiots. They told me to, to get great at Texas Hold'em poker, you have to play a lot of poker. Okay, well, if you don't know how to be the best at playing poker, and then you play a lot of poker, you just go broke and you lose mm-hmm. everything to people that know how to play poker really, really well. And then um, the same with sales. I just realized, okay, I became great at playing poker by buying all the books and studying all the top poker players. I'm going to do that with sales. Hopefully I can learn some secrets. So then over the next decade, I bought every single sales book, 250 sales books. I read them cover to cover, highlighting, marking. And I wrote 16 books from all the tips, the scripts, the secrets that I took from the 250 books of my own content and ideas that I had from all these books. So this book is really, um, you know, it was it was late selling for Google or selling for Seamless. I don't remember like when I first initially had the idea, but I was like, I, I was in this an office like this in my house, and I had fucking hundred sales books all over the place. And I was digging through one of them, trying to remember this secret, like a needle in the haystack. I'm like, what the fuck? Why doesn't anyone just write a book with all the sales secrets from all the sales experts? And then I went on Amazon and Googled and I didn't see anything. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write it. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, the dumbest book to write is an interview book because 
Then you got to spend the next year interviewing all these experts. Then you mm -hmm. have to transcribe the interviews. Then you have to take the transcriptions and write the chapter. That's like a three-year process. So mm -hmm. I just underestimated how much time and effort it would take to interview the top sales experts, then write their chapters. Because I was worried about if I told like a Victor, hey, I want you to be in my book. You just got to write the chapter. A guy like Victor could probably do it. But dude, we're busy. We, we, no one has time. I'm in back-to-back -back calls every half hour, hour, like people don't have time. So I'm like, I'm not even going to burden them to write their chapter. Mm. We'll do a podcast. I'll transcribe it. I'll write it for you. And that, that was smart. It was so out. brilliant. It was so brilliant. Like when you came out with the book, I go, Oh, okay. Cause I was like, how did he get my stuff? Oh, the interview I did about what is six, seven, eight months ago, whatever it was. Yeah. I go, I said, I said, this is brilliant because you know, it's almost like you didn't have to ask because now that's public domain information, right? Yeah. Well, well like, I mean, when, when you interview with me, yeah. I, I tell you, hey, you got to, uh, <clears throat> you know, you comply and blah, blah, blah. So in the book, you know, sales secrets, we've interviewed over a hundred sales experts. There's over a thousand sales secrets. Each chapter is broken up into like a bio. <laughs> you know, if you can see that actually, hold on here, we'll switch to this camera. So it's like a bio. And then each page has secrets. So it's, it's I'm telling you, it's chock full, man. That that right there has 650 pages. This is probably the largest book, by the way. Press. I feel like Wall Street and Journal and USA Today. It may not be public, but they're calling this. I feel like they're calling this mm -hmm. the real tool of titans. Tim Ferriss, yeah. watch out! Yeah, he, I feel yeah, like a lot coming. of people are calling this the real tool Just, of titans. So that's get right. Ready. Yo, hey, Ferris, hey, listen hey, up. Yo, Ferris, listen up. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, hey, so Ferris, it's a great But I love the book. I you got all the experts in there. And going back to like, I, I think it's Stephen Schiff. Uh, you mentioned art, great book, smart Collie, and Jill Conrad's book also, you know, selling the big companies. These are great books. So I, I think that was a great start. So, yeah. Brandon, let's wrap this up, Matt. Give these folks some information on where they can find you and then where they can pick up a copy of the book. Yeah, absolutely. So uh I share daily sales strategies, scripts, tools, tactics, playbooks on my, my blog. You can get that for free at Seamless.ai. Also, if you join Seamless.ai for free, you can get emails and cell phones for any professional in the world. So highly recommend getting on Seamless.ai. And then also the books. So um, these I wrote three books in one year due to COVID. I just There was nothing to do. So I just wrote three books. And Sales Secrets is our newest book. Uh, it's on Amazon at 24 hour number one bestseller on Amazon. The the ebook is 99 cents right now. The paperback is 20 bucks. And this is why Victor and I we don't do publisher deals. I mean, Victor made the publisher deals. I like to be able to give back. I'm like in a like a publisher wanted me to charge like 35 dollars for the book. I'm like, dude, there's people hurting right now. We want to change the world. We want to help the world connect opportunity. We're gonna do 99 cents on the ebook. We'll do 20 bucks on the paperback because it costs like 20 dollars to print 650 pages. Then I, you've also got my number one bestseller on Amazon, Seven Figure Social Selling. This has got over, I don't know, 500 pages, 480 pages of script strategies and secrets for generating seven figures on social. And then my new book, Whatever It Takes, Master the Habits to Transform Your Business Relationships in Life. This one is going live January 5th. You can pre-order it on Amazon. If you join Amazon, you'll see 50 million ads everywhere in any sales category. That's me. And uh, I, I just want to hear how these books help transform your life. I want to hear how Seamless 
helps connect you to opportunity and more sales, more customers, more commissions. Yeah. One of the reasons I want to strongly suggest my sales influence fans to really look at these books because I, I push the books towards the end because everybody could write a book. Anybody could write a book. But when you have a guy like Brandon, call him BB for short, yeah, BB. The, the, that has actually built companies, failed, went to work, learned something, came back, built another company. When you have that type of resilience, when you have that type of work experience, then you realize that these books are not just some regurgitated stuff that he read somewhere else and just decided to throw in the book. These are This is real content based on real-world experience. And then he's got access to all these experts he's talked to. I mean, you got Jordan Belfort on there. Who else you got? You got Gittimer on there. You got uh, you got Inarino on there. Ryan Sirhan, the number one real estate million-dollar uh, business expert in the world. We just interviewed Shirt Tank, Kevin Harrington, yesterday. We're going to update the book with his chapter. So we're also updating it. You know, because yeah. I'm in this fight with Tim Ferriss, Tim okay. Ferriss is pissed I came out with this book because okay, he this knows is... that, uh, he knows everyone's calling this the real tool of Titans. He's pissed. So yeah. I'm going to keep updating it with new chapters every month and we're going to war. And yeah, Victor, I think that's interesting. Like uh, we're building a hundred million dollars sales software company. Mm -hmm. I document and share everything I learn, all the secrets and strategies every day in these books. I'm not... You know, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a writer. I'm a, a salesperson and entrepreneur, but I feel like, you know, with my mom passing or whatever it is, I don't want to die with everything I learned. Like mm -hmm. my biggest fear is because my mom died when I was super young. I don't want to die not making a dent in the universe. I don't want to die not helping a lot of people. I've learned so much shit from doing $100 million in sales to building multiple eight-figure companies to, to losing millions, you know, uh, to, to acquiring tens of thousands of customers. It's like, I just want to share with you guys so that you can do it smarter, better, bigger, faster than I ever could. And I think also when you can get to that state of you're not worried about people, like mm -hmm. I share not worried about if a competitor reads it. I'm only in competition with myself. Like I want my peers, my friends, my family to get better so that they make me better. I want my competitors to get better, even if it's with my own sales secrets so that they make me better. And I think that's the key is like, that's why I, I, we do what we do. We want to help. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I don't want to belabor the point, but I do want to just keep putting a, a one more emphasis on that. As you were going through these, as you're writing the books, the seven figure, uh, this one sales secrets and the, whatever it takes. And even as you were talking to these experts, because you've gone through what you've gone through, I mean, you've gone through the, you know, you've been tempered, you know, <laughs> by the storms, you know, and, and, and so I'm sure that as you were talking to these experts, you can smell the BS. And you're like, that doesn't work. I'm not putting that in the book. Nope. I don't know. I would never recommend that. And so I, I, I'm almost sure that as you were going through this, you were, can I, can I say that? You were like censoring a lot of stuff. No, no. Yeah, no, that won't work. I don't believe in that. Did you, did you have that? You know, I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little different. Like, by the way, no shit. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I got my ass kicked being uncoachable and egotistical at the age of 22. Mm. I thought I, I fucking knew everything. Right. Every day I wake up, I got to pay rent. Mm. Uh, I got to be the hardest working person at my company. I got to be the hardest person work, working person <clears> at my network. Anyone that I know, I want to be the hardest working person. Not about like being number one or the most known, whatever. I just want to be the hardest working person uh, from anyone I know. And like, I, I never judged the content or, or the seek, like you could always learn something from someone's journey. Mm -hmm. 
people that I'm interviewing are the world's greatest salespeople in the world. Like Gary Vaynerchuk, it took me two and a half years to get the interview. Ryan Searhan sold billions upon billions of dollars in real estate. Jeffrey Gitterberg, mm-hmm. you know, he sold hundreds of thousands of books. He's considered one of the kings of sales. Next down, you know, below Victor Antonio. Victor's at the top, and then Jeffrey is, you know, a little lower. I'm just kidding. Um, no, he's, he's, he's up there. I, give the man his props, man. The man has sold a lot of books. He's been around for a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, you know, the Grant Cardone, like all these top salespeople and experts, they've got so many great things that they've learned along their journey. But And you have to have an open mind to what can I learn from this person? Maybe they went through something. Whether I can take one secret, five secrets, 10 secrets, I try to meet with anyone and, and learn as much as possible to maximize the impact I have on this world. I don't judge. I, it's, my brain doesn't think like, is this true or false? It's just like, what can I learn from it to become a better business person, salesperson, entrepreneur, marketer, you name it. And that's what we did. We took the best of the best secrets from all the best experts and put them in this 650-page sales secrets book. Number one bestseller on Amazon. So highly recommend picking it up and let me know what you think. I'd love a review. Right. Five-star yeah. review on Amazon. I got a free iCrush quoted t-shirt with your name on it. All right. By the way, I want to congratulate you on the book, Sales Secrets. Pick it up on Amazon. Again, 99 cents. Uh, I mean, it's. do I even need to sell this thing? I mean, just go pick it up. Just get it. Walk through it. If you just pick up one nugget, which you're guaranteed to get, there's your 99 cents return on investment. I, I love your philosophy about giving back. And it's not about really making a lot of money. Uh, it's really about what? Giving back a little bit. And in the, in the universe, man, karma is always a good thing, right, Brandon? It'll come right back at you. Yeah. I mean, when you go all in on your customers, it will, it will come back around. And, and if they, you help a lot of people get rich, you, you will get rich, whether that's financially, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally network relationship be you name it it will all come back around and uh i learned the hard way chasing commissions when i was super young you know if you could find your passion find an amazing product go all in on doing whatever it takes to maximize the success of your customers i don't worry about how much money i'm going to make i know if i could help the world make a lot of money eventually one day maybe i'll make it and i've been rich and i've been poor and i'm still here so it doesn't matter brandon I think after this interview, I like you more. Anyway, check out Brandon's book. Also, go to Seamless.ai to find out more about this company. And that is it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Leave us some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find us. Again, check out Seamless.ai. Get the book, Sales Secret. Also, check out the Sales Velocity Academy. This is Brandon and Victor Antonio signing off. Always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.